This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Loud and proud in the stands on Gentry Day, but pummeled on the pitch by a Middlesbrough side who take no prisoners. A big reality check for Preston North End. We now have the break to rest and reflect. There's a pretty big one up next. Solly, you're a year older. How does it feel? How was York over the weekend? We'll get into the footy in a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, 24. I'm getting on. Well, you're getting on and all. You're the same age as me. It's not good, is it? I've been absolutely swimming in ale over the weekend, mate. <laughs> uh, obviously, went to York on Thursday. Just basically, I didn't stop drinking until about midnight on Saturday when I went to Milano's and got myself a, a feed before going home. I was just really glad yesterday to uh, to have a day off. Yeah. Having said you've, that... Uh, you've ventured behind the uh, Milano's desk at times, haven't you? Well, indeed, me and Martin have got a uh, a special relationship, I'd say. There can't be many customers who are allowed to just uh, do that. No. Well, the first time I went behind uh, the counter, I went to the toilet in there, <laughs> uh, which is downstairs. <laughs> I don't know whether um, anybody's ever been downstairs in Milano's. I don't. I don't imagine that too many people have. Uh, but the stairs are ridiculously steep especially after a few beers. That's not ideal. And it's not the most pleasant place, but obviously I don't want to drag Milano's name through the mud on this podcast. No. Um, you know, it is a great place to go and get a feed. The way that I work those to takeaways, if I wanted to get a kebab, I'd go to Mix Hut. If I wanted to get a pizza, I'd probably go to Milano's. Chips, Milano's, chicken pakora. Definitely Milano's. That's box office for Milano's. Mm. Um, but I like I like going to see Martin. I think Martin is a uh, a friendly, happy chappy, and yeah. I like partying with a money. Gr- a grafter, with Martin. Oh, big time! You you will never go to Milano's, and Martin won't be there. So, if anyone's confused, it's opposite Primark, where the uh, little roundabout is that people sometimes drive straight into. On your right, 
well, I'd I'd, um, I'd question anybody who doesn't know where Milano's is listening to this podcast. You'd be surprised. Where have you been? Yeah. You're living under a rock. Um, it's near Treble A, so obviously you put your taxi if it's busy, go and get your feed, come back, and hopefully it it ought to be relatively seamless. You, you get yourself into a cab. Not always uh, the case, but that's been the way that it's worked. But yeah, 24, we always get battered on my birthday. Really? Typically. Well, we've won at Blackburn in the past on my birthday, but I distinctly recall going to Hillsborough in about 2006, when we were actually half decent back then, and we got beat 3-0. I went with uh, I went with a guy called Nigel, my brother's wife's dad. Um, great bloke, Nigel, if you're listening. Highly unlikely, but if you are, hope you're well, pal. Yeah, so I went to Hillsborough. He bought me a pie at half-time. Now, for anybody who's uh, who's not familiar with me, I'm uh, I'm up there with the most clumsy people you you've ever met. So um, I was eating this steak pie at Hillsborough in in, in about 2006, and and, and I dropped stu- the this pie for 17 years. Well, yeah, this moment indeed. I uh, I dropped the pie into a woman's hood who was in front of me. <laughs> so then, as you can imagine, I've got an incredibly tricky, almost. And she's not realised. Operation here. Oh no! Luckily, oh. Right, if she had realised, it would have been the. It would have been quite the. Well, it just would have been a mess, wouldn't it? But anyway, I've, I've got to like almost like surgically remove this scalding hot pie from this woman's from this woman's hood. Um, anyway, I managed to do it just about. Obviously, Nigel came to my uh, came to my aid, uh, and he was a little bit more succinct than I were. But um, yeah, we managed to get it out. Anyway, there was a little bit of steak left in the pie, so later on in the half, that was at half time. Later on in the half, the woman put a hood up, and there was a little bit of steak on the head. But <laughs> other than that. It could have been a lot worse. So yeah, my my abiding memories of watching North End on my birthday, yeah, they're not that uh, they're not that memorable. Other than a, a particular pie incident one uh, one day in Sheffield, I saw a picture of you. Was it from this weekend wearing a SWAT police face shield? What's going on there? Uh, nothing major, really. But there was obviously a heightened police presence near the coaches. And I just went up to an officer and said, would you mind if I tried your, uh, your crash <laughs> now, old pal? And he said, well, you can do, but it might not fit. And I said, oh, don't worry about that. Anyway, it, it took him ridiculously long to get it off his hook. He had like a hook, obviously, that he put it on. He's obviously not holding it at all times. They're actually quite heavy then. What was he walking with them on? But anyway, so honestly, it was ridiculous. I said to him, I said, well, if it was going off here, then you'd be absolutely useless because it's taking you that long to get your crash helmet off yourself. You'd just be redundant. And, you know, we had a bit of a gig like that. Yeah, I tried it on. It was a little bit tight. I was reminded why I don't wear a helmet at cricket either because, like, they squeeze your temple. It's an incredibly uncomfortable place to be. So, yeah, I'd, I didn't last overly long with the lid on, but um, the guy took a couple of snaps. We'll try and channel the mood of the away end on Saturday and keep spirits high, but this was a good and proper... Hammering, wasn't it? Absolutely pumped. Pat down Frag, to it. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we were um, reminded what a team looks like when they're likely to be, well, certainly in the playoffs and, and the top twos are a decent 
possibility they were just a complete cut above. They had two players at the top of the pitch, two players at the top of the pitch who just know where the back of the net is. That's a luxury at this level. And we had one lad up top who was isolated. You had to feel for Tom Cannon because he was just isolated all day. There's not a great deal he could do against the back line. He ran he ran his legs off, but you know, it was it was a useful motif of the day. They had two strikers up top who knew where the back of the net was, and we had a young lad up top, albeit running his legs off, but totally isolated. Um, and they just looked a completely like a better football team than we did. Uh, the table speaks for itself, but that was a good hiding. We uh, we barely laid a glove on them. Had it been a boxing contest, the referee would have waved it off and. Uh, apologetically stroked our head as boxing referees do to, to fighters um, and called a halt to proceedings a lot earlier than the final whistle came. Yeah. Got through them first 10 minutes, quiet in the crowd, and, you, and at that point you're thinking, you don't know, maybe something here for us today. And then bang, Archer Akpon, 1-0, Cunningham's off, looks absolutely crippled, doesn't look good at all. And from that moment, it was a pretty, on the pitch, it was a pretty... Uh, Tough watch. They were they were so intense off the ball. I thought just absolutely no. And Johnson's got no time on the ball. You know, a team is extremely well drilled off it. And we just we tried one touch stuff, didn't we? But we uh, yeah, they were just too much. Yeah, we were just yeah, we were hounding off everything. They um, yeah, they were just a much better organised team than we were. We better players, and and ultimately that's all it is really. You know, you can take being outclassed. Um, so necessarily suggest they're out battled or anything like that. They just lost to a better football team. Occasionally that happens. We actually had a decent enough spell just before the break, didn't we? Where maybe if you if you make a decent chance there and put it in the back of the net, then you go into half time, um, and it might and it might change. You yeah, know, we, we didn't shoot, did we? We got in and around it. No, kind of. Yeah, let's uh, prance around and then. Ben Whiteman said it after the game, they leave three or four up at the top end of the pitch and if they nick it, you're in deep bother. And well, it was yeah. nearly 2-0, wasn't it, when DRB passed straight to one of their players. But yeah, we just when we got up there, we needed to try and make something happen and we just looked a little bit timid, didn't we? Didn't look like we believed we yeah. could score. Yeah, we just didn't make a chance. Uh, but obviously, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because like you said earlier, you know, you, you just don't have the time really to, uh, to make those chances, those clear-cut chances. You know, there's method in Middlesbrough's madness leaving that many players at the top of the pitch, um, and obviously that's going to be um, in the back of your mind because if you if you make a uh, a poor put a poor wayward pass, then obviously they're in. So it's not an ideal workplace for anyone, really. Um, so yeah, look, they were just a much better team than we were, with a, a really good home atmosphere. It's a club on the up. Yeah, a really, they've been a club in the doldrums for quite a while now. Obviously. Was it Steve Gibson there, the chairman owner, whatever? Um, he's, uh, he's he's universally disliked on Teesside, uh, but he finally got a managerial appointment right with Carrick, and uh, I'd be surprised if they're not in the Premier League next season because uh, the atmosphere was really good and the team reflected that on the field, and we were just we were just beaten. Where we, yeah. I don't think there's any point really forensically. Um, analysing it because you just come round to the same result, the fact that they've man for man, the sum of their parts are much greater than ours. The tunes were good, weren't they, at, at the Riverside? You know, our, our fans are unbelievable, but 
I feel like we ha- they did help us with the uh, with the song selection. Deepdale could learn a thing or two from that. Well, I walked uh, I walked in more or less at kickoff and spent half time in the concourse having a pint. So I, I'm I'm not entirely sure of the songs. You're gonna have to enlighten yeah. us. Oh, you mean the you mean the home chants that thing? Kind of, yeah. Just just like that. Ten minutes before kickoff, just classic songs people know. Yeah, and put music. I think it was uh, Papa's got a brand new pig back. The one that they walk out to. Da, 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 da. What was the away end like? Was it as good as it looked and sounded? Yeah, the last twenty minutes were great. Hundred mm. percent. When you resign to defeat, and you know it's 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 all what's going on in the background there. Um, it's just sort of academic at that point. But um, I don't know whether people agree with me, but I thought the first half was a little bit quiet. Yeah. He said to get those days. Obviously, it was Gentry Day, and maybe there's people who don't necessarily go away all that often, but they save the day for Gentry Day, which is fine, great, and no issue with that. But you struggle to get a, a real atmosphere going. Uh, obviously, the home supporters helped because they made the atmosphere and then for like a 20-minute spell after the break where I was, there was a lot of negativity, like hounding people. And there was one gentleman behind me who was repeatedly... Was this a 1-0 or 2-0? Well, well, 1, 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah. And there's one gentleman behind me howling, 19 grand a week, Johnson, like constantly. I find mm. it staggering how people just blame what's going on on one particular player. It's it's almost ridiculous, but yeah, the twenty odd minutes was brilliant uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, you know, you just sort of it was just like, look, we're not going to get anything out of this game. Let's just try and um, enjoy it uh, as much as as much as we can. But yeah, I don't think it was as hunky dory as people made out on Twitter. And I tell you, what, I can't abide all that all that loving on Twitter with Middlesbrough fans and Preston <laughs> really? fans coming together <laughs> as one. Oh, look at us, what a great atmosphere we made. I guess it's easy for them to say when they've absolutely rotted us 4-0. Well, well, yeah. Like, would they've been on Twitter, <laughs> oh, pressure fans were amazing today. Had we snatched like a horrible 1-0 win? There's no chance of them saying, uh, <laughs> you know, you're What a disgusting vile. football team. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine supporting Preston every week. God, I, could, I, don't, I don't envy you. But no, it was almost like... Oh, okay, we beat you 4-0, but poor, you, you know, at least you jumped around if you ate Blackpool a little bit. I don't need that. I'd rather just say that you're absolutely garbage and, you know, I can't wait to be playing teams like Arsenal next season, not you, <laughs> idiot. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I thought it looked class, to be fair, from where I was. I actually stopped, stopped watching the game and just looking at that and thinking, <laughs> fair play, that looks bloody class to be in there. Yeah, no surprise, was it, to see... Archer on the score sheet, two lovely finishes. You can't give that guy a sniff, can you? Just a born goal scorer, and he didn't celebrate. He looked a bit apologetic, actually, for the first goal. But yeah, he's some player, and he's going to be a Premier League striker in the in the near future. Well, yeah, the biggest compliment you can you can uh, pay to, to him is the fact that you know when he had the ball in those areas, about to pull the trigger, you knew your fate. You knew where the ball was going. Yeah. Um, it's just a clinical, you know, killer-like striker. Yeah, good footballer. I'm not the sort of person who would have gotten emotional had he celebrated, but I know there's plenty who do. So kudos to him for having that respect. But he conducted himself beautifully, really. Um, he yeah. did his job on the field for his team. And then obviously had that nice moment with North End supporters after it where he just um, acknowledged them and said... Uh, well, you know, he just applauded so, and said, uh, 
salsa or, <laughs> or or cheers for the vibes, guys. Yeah. I think, yeah, he, uh, I think he made the right decision, didn't he? <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, it's... Um, it's great that we were in that conversation, isn't it? Middlesbrough or Preston, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, who do I choose here? It's an absolute non-brainer. I'd be interested. Probably looked at Tom Cannon and thought, poor you, pal. Poor fella. Poor fella. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be quite interesting to know whether he stays at Middlesbrough or or returns to Aston Villa. It's obviously his club, isn't it, Villa? So, uh, but uh, he might have have an interesting decision uh, to make. Interesting dilemma on his hands. Ryan Lowe said after the game that just shows why we're not playoff contenders and I think there's a degree of truth in that but I also think I'll try and explain this as simply as I can but do you think there's a difference between being close to the top six and being close to promoted and being good enough for the Prem because we aren't that far away from the playoffs but Middlesbrough showed the level you've got to be at to you know we actually could get promoted and hold and you know hold our own in the Premier League because we we're just a miles we're miles away from that, aren't we? Well, the answer is yes. There's an astronomical gulf. <laughs> like the top three teams just seem like yeah, we're we're doing our own thing, and then you know Indeed. Blackburn, Millwall, you can you can think you've got a chance of getting promoted, but really you're nowhere near. No, um, absolutely not. They just got better footballers than we do. That's that's the uh, the crux of it. Ultimately, is that they're just better than us. I said, yeah, we're nowhere near, really, are we? You know, we dared to dream a little bit last week. You know, we were, we, we, um, it managed to lose ourselves in the emotion of those mm. sweet, sweet yeah. wins against Rotherham and Cardiff, Cardiff. and Wigan. Yeah. And if we're we thinking, can go to Middlesbrough and get a point. I tell you what, if we, if, if we can just, we can get a result at Borough, you know, we, we can do this. How wrong we were, what nonsensical stuff we were talking there. We are nowhere near. But well, ultimately, like I said, well it comes down to under Carrick, like, oh. we beat them in the first game. So it just shows what a bit of organisation and proper, um, you know, because tactically they just look so sharp on and off the ball. So fair play to him, but they do have better players, don't they? And then obviously you look at um, you look at the Clarets who are running away with the league and they go to uh, the league leaders in the Prem and get spanked. Now... Um, I didn't watch the game, but um, I believe they were good for the first half an hour, Burnley. But other than that, they just capitulated and got walloped. So if that's the gulf between like the higher echelons of the Prem against, like if I'm being honest, um, a team that's about as good as we've seen at this level for many a year, um, then you know, because imagine us in the Prem, we'd be getting hit for about fifteen. I did think that when I saw, but we saw how good Burnley were. No, this is Man City, like a free football team, but like Burnley looked so good against us. What, would, what on earth would have happened if we had gone to Man City on, on Saturday? <laughs> to think. Christ yeah, almighty, it would have been an absolute massacre, wouldn't it? The, what, Premier, the it, Premier League does feel a, a world apart, really, from, from the majority of the championship now. Yeah, if if I could give any listener a piece of advice, it would be totally forget about the Premier League anytime soon. We need to focus on staying in the league more than anything, <laughs> which is not really a nice thing to say, but um, I think it's probably true. And despite our league position I almost feel like we're closer to the bottom three I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm coming on with like bipolar on this podcast because last week I was saying we're back like yeah. we're going up we can we can put the rest of the league to sleep and get in the top six and, and then now I'm just looking over my shoulder a little bit for next season you know that's the that's the fickle nature of football fans what's your plan for the break international break up to much oh big big weekend ahead 
It's the Big G's stag do. <laughs> Where's that? Albafura. Oh, wow. Yeah. If I thought last weekend was heavy, this could be... Are you on a tight regime this week then, before it? I'll be drinking this week until until Friday. Yeah. The Big G's stag do. Looking forward to that. He's getting married on Millwall away, which is um, which is poor planning from the Big G. If the Big G's listening to this, getting married in the football season is not good. I'm but, missing um, that. You got Mr. Millwall as well? Yeah, wedding as well. Not the big G's. No. So who's getting the big job of covering Preston North End at Millwall then? Oh, I'm trying to find somebody. Hopefully Reach can pull the finger out of their arse and get somebody down in London to do it. But so maybe if this not, is a, uh, get in touch, guys. We might yeah, need somebody to, uh, to step up. Yeah, that would be tremendous, wouldn't it? A great opportunity for somebody. Please get in contact with us. Or George, <laughs> not me. I'd be absolutely useless in getting you on board that. On board that role. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe you'd fancy it, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> forget that. <laughs> yeah, Millwall away. I'd be on the uh, six fifty-seven out of Preston into Houston. Yeah, I don't think it would be the I don't think it would be the sort of gig I'd be up for really with with it being Millwall. Uh, but anyway, it's all academic. I'm uh, I'm at the Big G's wedding. Superb. Two weeks till we play, uh, you know who. So I'll still trick you the quiz question because I doubt we'll do one until until the after the game. Maybe one before it. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, do you back your knowledge of Preston Blackpool games before you were born or not? Uh, not really. Because while we've been born, you've got obviously the ones in the last few years. But at home, they were pretty naff games. There's only two or three, really. And I don't really, well, want, yeah, to, I don't really want to go over his feet. No, that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll be aware that this game happened, and I think you'll recognise the goals and stuff. So, see what you're made of. I'm not looking forward to this at all. I could make a complete fool of myself here. 18th of December, 1999, Blackpool at home. Anything mm. coming to mind? Um, we won, I think. Yeah, comprehensively. Or was it something like 3 0? It was, yeah. Have you just searched that? Or No, I have not. Good work. Goal how... scorers, I may be struggling. One player got two, and a, a quite ironic goal scorer for the other one. Ironic? I don't know if that's the right word. Comical goal scorer. I need help here. Right. So you... 99. Yeah. One person. Yeah. One player got two, a lovely free kick over the, over the wall and off the underside of the crossbar for about 30 yards for 1 0. And then a nice placed finish into the bottom corner for the third. So that player scored both of those. Ex Blackpool. So what, this guy was ex Blackpool. Yeah. Appleton. He got he got the other one. He scored a uh, well. He had a shot block, looped up, ran onto it, headed it into yeah. the bottom right corner for the second. And this other player scored the other two. This is embarrassing. One of those were probably gutted we never got to really see because we were like six months old. Blackpool, Burnley, Preston. Scored a load of goals. Come on. <laughs> Hold on, I will get this. This is pathetic that I've not got it. Play for all those clubs. Yeah. Loads Black- of goals. Yeah. Blackpool 89 to 93. Burnley 93 to 97. Preston 97 to 2000. Scored 20 goals for us in 89 games. David Ayres? Yeah. I'll send you the highlights. Wish we'd have been around what. to see that. You're not happy that with yourself is- there. Well, I, I'm just relieved I got it in the end. Yeah because I was under an incredible amount of pressure there. There'll be people at home listening to this thinking, how on earth has he not got this yet? Like, this is staggering. But I got there in the end, so uh, sometimes so you, you shove just, it. Some, <laughs> sometimes you just hit a wall, don't you? And you can't think for the life of you, and it's hard. Yeah. You've got it. 
So please, if you I've done it, so yeah. you can, yeah, have a bit of that class flick from uh, Sean Gregan before Appleton scored. I'll uh, I'll ping you the uh, clip. Yeah, Superb, big game that in it. Bit of time, bit bit of time to wait for it, but bloody hell, this could be a uh, defining one for uh, the manager. Really, can't lose to them twice in a season. I'm not having that. And like you were about no. to say, I don't just want to beat them. I want to demolish them. So come on, let's yeah. get it done. It's a horrible time for an international weekend to come because it's you've now there. got two weeks looking ahead to this game and every day will feel slow and will drag and um, it'll just be a horrible, horrible fortnight. All building up to this, we can absolutely destroy them. We really can. I want to dismember them. I want I want them to be resigned to League One after this game, which ultimately they are now, but I want it to be done and dusted. I want the final nail in the coffin. I want it done. Yeah, get down and stay down for many, many years. I want them well and truly back in the box. I want Mick McCarthy to be in tears. I want I want some heavy tackles going in. That's a point, isn't it? Because if they they should go down really Blackpool this year, you know, you'd be gobsmacked to see them stay up because they've been that bad. But this is this could be the game that is the last one for God knows how long. So you don't want to lose it. Absolutely. Be lovely to just have that there to to remind them of. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we had the last one, didn't we? I suppose with um, Tom Clark scoring, we had like years of saying, you know, well, yeah, okay, we're over in the league below, and but you know, we some gave you a good idea deep now, and then obviously they just went in the doldrums like complete idiots, didn't they, for ages, like appointing like really bizarre people. It's been a marriage like Neil McDonald and people. But, um, oh, we need to win this. I think we will, obviously. We're playing a bottom three team. We saw, like, we were atrocious against Wigan, but we still somehow managed to win that game. And I tell you what, this is this is up there with with the ground, with, with um, momentum, this one. And it's used all the time in Derby games. Form goes out the window in Derby yeah, yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it shouldn't wind me up, but it does sometimes. <laughs> What a staggering observation that is. But yeah, <laughs> um, we'll give them an absolute good idea. I'm sure of that. Uh, and they'll be consigned to years of misery, hopefully. And on that note, I'll bid you farewell. Thanks, pal. So long. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.